Hey everybody, welcome to the 62nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, please follow us on Spotify, follow us on Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mathcoreindex at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, please go check that out as well, as you can get some cool uh, perks there. So yeah, patreon.com slash mathcoreindex. So the first band we're going to talk about is Nursing. Nursing is a mathcore duo, now a trio, from Boston, Massachusetts, featuring Tony and Jonathan of Needleplay. And uh, more recently, they've added drummer John Recca of Omnia. So they're now a trio. And they just released their debut full-length album, Self Care, which came out on March 19th, which was mixed and mastered by Chris Deering of The Sound and Inscreation. I really like how they tapped him to do that. I love this. I mean, the the, the Math Core Index family uh, or community, but I would like to call it a family too. Uh, it is. It's proves itself over and over again of just the the helping of each other, the kind of like 360 full circle of it all, friends of friends, you know, like and people fucking with each other for years and shit like that. And then, I mean, you and I have that going on right now with like in you know, the labels and shit like that with Screamo Index and then also uh, Mathcore Index with the shirts and everything. It's just I like that. We just keep everybody in the loop. It's fucking amazing. And just, that I sense mean, honestly, of DIY community yeah, is really, really strong for sure. And then, I mean, practice makes perfect, right? So, you know, you're bettering yourself by doing something, then you're giving it to Chris. Chris is bettering his recording, I mean, his mastering abilities by that. You know, it's just everything works out. It's great. Right. Yeah, exactly. And he's uh, subsequently now mixing and mastering um, the new material from Agent Mulder, too. So. There's mm-hmm. that as well. This is what I hear. Yes, yes. We'll get to that later, though. Um, more on that. Uh, so, yeah, Chris mix and mastered this LP, their debut LP. And I would describe Nursing as a mathcore band, but it's uh, it definitely transcends the label quite a bit. There's a bit of... Um, the vocals are kind of like a black metal style a lot of the time. Um, and there's a lot Some of synthesizers, scathy. too. Yeah, a lot yeah. of scathy, scathy vocals, for sure. And... The other predominant feature of this release is the really like spooky soundscapes that you get from the synthesizers and some of the guitar tones to the point where it's like almost like listening to like an 80s new wave kind of sound or yes, um, absolutely. like a sci-fi or horror film from, from the, the 70s or 80s kind of aesthetic, you know? Um, this is a, a I am I'm generally and I guess I would like to apply the rule all the times that interludes and intro tracks and stuff like that. I could always probably do without because most of the time it's it's filler right but here um it is aiding the interludes are um kind of like bring you into this like little false sense of security for for a second and then they just bring it right fucking back in you know dude uh it's it's haunting and you it's almost it like a, you know it's like it's like you, like you're watching a scary movie like you hear the scary music but the person in the movie doesn't hear the scary movie and you're like bitch fucking don't turn the corner like that kind of thing <laughs> it, it's it's like it, i, I yeah, really the interludes uh, are fucking i was when i was listening to it um i really kind of caught myself like at some points like i don't know it, it caught me it caught me really well and uh the interludes uh did their part i felt with the chaotic sound of everything else they're fucking crucial every song on this release every Every type of song serves its purpose so well. Like their chaotic songs are so good, and their interlude tracks are so good. There's mm-hmm. everything about this release is just on point, and just a tremendous amount of, of replayability too, a replay value rather. I um all, all this to say, this is just some super off the wall and forward thinking shit. 
I don't often describe music as cinematic, but this album really has like a very cinematic sound to it, and it it just it just runs the gamut of so many fucking cool and disparate styles, ranging again from mathcore to grindcore to black metal to new wave to like synth wave to um oh man it's just it's it's kind of all over the place but yet really a, a cohesive presentation and i think that the experimental stuff that they do quote unquote the stuff that's like non-metal or non-hardcore whatever what have you uh, i think that's executed just as fucking well as the um as that other material is like it's there's not like a weak moment on this record um Absolutely. despite the amount of experimentation normally when you're hearing a when I'm hearing a band like experiment in these kind of branch out a little bit, it, it, it kind of falls flat on its face, or it's just like the execution isn't quite there. Um, but I think that it's like fully realized the the non-metal and hardcore stuff they're doing on this record. Agreed. Agreed. You know, it's and you know, it's uh, this is a bit of of a departure from Needleplay too. If you're familiar with Needleplay, they're like a jazz core band, a math core band. Yeah. Um, but this is a complete departure from the lyrical sardonicism and blitheness of Needleplay, as I would describe it. It's like fundamentally similar, but they take a far more abrasive approach. First of all, like it's way there's no there's hardly any like um, melody in like the the metal parts, if you will. I don't yeah. know. I guess I'm I'm reaching here now, but they're using seven string guitars, so there's that. <laughs> it's a lot fucking heavier. So uh, that's you a big and I part. Literally. You and I literally had this conversation like this last weekend having a beer at the beach there. Uh, we were talking about, you know, inter- uh, like, wasn't this like specifically we were saying it was just going to be an internet project? I did, Like you never told, uh, you didn't tell me about the drummer being added when we were talking the other day. Is this like a new thing or? Uh, yeah, it's a relatively new development. Relatively. Okay. That's great. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just uh, one step closer to seeing them live, right? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Like, I really hope to see this project live. Now they just technically need a bassist because uh, Jonathan covers the vocal duties and Tony covers the guitars and now they've got the drummers so they could technically mm-hmm. play shows now yep we can always go in the pig destroyer rule don't don't need that bassist until like 10 years in and then you get a bassist I guess you know and you finally cave and get a bassist then you finally get a bassist what I what I love about this album is the nostalgia that it kind of induces for me like being a fan of just like cheesy sci-fi movies the synth tones that are on those movies very specifically they're really channeling that for me, and it's just kind mm-hmm. of nostalgia invoking, or inducing yeah. rather. Agreed. Yeah, and again, Tony has switched from six to seven on this release, so I think that it's just that is a main contributor to why this is like so much heavier than needle play sound. And speaking of which, what I really like about the guitars on this record is just the gratuitous use of whammy pedal. It's Woo! just. Especially on the first track, Dining Room Chandelier, that opening salvo is just, what a succinct mission statement for this fucking, for this band. Yep. Um, Great. Uh, uh, Silk Sheets grabbed me as well there, for the same reason. Holy shit, yeah. Silk Sheets is incredible. That yes. that guitar tone, that riff yep. is just, like, mesmerizing. Yep, uh, that is my most listened to track on this fucking album, for sure, is Silk Sheets. I, I think that that's, that's quite an achievement on this record, for sure. I, I think that's one of the more compelling cuts. Definitely one of my favorite tracks. Parts, like, insane, but about 30 seconds into it, that, like, arrhythmic riff, which is just so goddamn creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I want everybody to just Google nursing slash self-care 
and then go through all the pages about nursing self-care. <laughs> Not the band. Yeah, so that is, that's definitely a, a big shortcoming for this project. Because I was like, I was like, I was like nursing, and I was like, oh, Levi, you know better than that. Nursing slash self-care, because that's the title. And then I hit, sent, uh, I hit enter, and I was like, god damn it, like, holy fucking shit. Try typing but nursing anyways. space and then the letter F and see what you get. <laughs> I will not. Actually, I will. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> Listen, I got to go for a second. Completely unbelievable. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that's just, uh, just yeah, one little thing. I, when I was looking... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big big time standout track. It's it's also just like got one of the album's mini gratuitous use of, of sub bass drops too, like just tons of fucking eight oh eights left and right. Uh, um, I'm not trying to uh, say they are th- th- they sound exactly alike, but man, if I could do a split like seven inch right now, I'd do these guys and fucking Blood Menace. Oh shit, that would be that a good technical. Split, yeah. Boom! It would just be a lot of like. Boom! Boom! <laughs> just nonstop. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Half step harmonies and fucking eight hundred eight drops. I'm I'm fucking nope. all about it, dude. Yep. Um, yeah. And can we talk about how good of an interlude charcuterie plate is? Oh, uh, uh, the the that track whole two. track again. Yeah, that whole track again. Um, yeah, loved uh, this. Uh, I was in between charcuterie and then silk. Uh, those being my two favorite tracks, basically. And that's so funny because, again, you know, as you were saying earlier, there's moments on this record that really, like, lull you, disarm you. Um, that's and charcuterie, right Yeah, Charcuterie played as that track, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, Silk Sheets was definitely a big highlight for me, for sure. Um, I really have to just speak about, like, again, what a dynamic record this is. Just considering all the risks they took with Champagne Gift Basket, which starts off again with that sci-fi flick synth section and the vocals and drums um with just the vocals and drums rather and no guitars and it kind of like takes off in almost a like a deaf heaven post rock direction with like a little bit of like a like a shoegazy riff you know a little shoegazy yep absolutely yeah the and then the second half of that track just completely rips your dick off so they (laughs) they kind of like step it into maximum overdrive at the end there but um, yeah, once again, just really kind of running both sides super fucking well. Really, really dynamic. Uh, Sevenfold Tie is another standout for me where the band basically just goes fully and unabashedly synthwave. It's a, it's a synthwave track, you know? Like, um, mm-hmm. there's nothing underneath you and I love it. That whole thing, that's... that they, God, they do it so well, too. Definitely recalling Daughters. Big time. Track. Done, done very well too. Um, skincare masking set. <laughs> the track names are just so great too. Oh, it's the, all... the track names are—they're they are spot on. They A1. are great. Yep, yep. They're just like all, you know, just it's all about excess basically, or so it would seem. You know, just all these like luxury items. Yeah, anyway, just the beginning of skincare masking set where he's just saying fuck me because I'm garbage for the first like minute and a half <laughs> and then there's like falsetto singing under like this this gay vocals for a second so yeah just another example of them just really doing all different kind, trying all different kinds of shit on every like the second half of this album I noticed is bravely experimental for like a mathcore band uh, this uh, nursing as it's just alone uh, as itself, it, it's such an amazing release. But if we are then kind of like putting in that comparison of like you know members of Needleplate, 
it is it's almost adds this extra like refreshing side to it where i'm like fuck like you really stepped away and made something else here uh, so I, as much as like I like to step away, like I don't like to always think about like what the members were involved in, but this is really nice just to know that it went from like that screamo jazz, free jazz kind of thing to just this technicality, dark, like yeah, it's it's a ride, man. This album is a ride. It actually it, it does kind of like the the second and third, uh, well not the third, but the second the Psyopus album, the puzzles one. Oh, that, there's there's that, loads of Psyopus that, all over this fucking record. You know, but with with that with that release specifically, there was more interludes in that. You know, mm, that kind of like brought true. you in and out, and it was almost like this like psychotic circus going on like in that album. You know, um, mm. anyways, I, it just it just took me back to Psyopis a lot. And I'm not, I'm not even thinking about the technicality of the music. I'm just thinking about just the overall, just like like oh my god, where the fuck am I? Where do I go? Like that kind of feeling. Like it's okay. It's well, that's cool, man. I like that how you see it on multiple levels. I'm such a you know guitar minded person that I mainly draw the comparison with some of the guitar runs that Tony does. Absolutely. They're just, they're so Chris Arp. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely peg that as their, their biggest influence. So that's interesting that you see it on a whole nother level though, in terms of like the interlude in the album presentation though. I, I see that now for sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if it was intended or anything, but it's definitely a, like a, uh, it is that same direction as like the second style of this album. They're, um, they're clearly just music students like through and through. And I think that absolutely. they probably just thoroughly studied you know whatever bands they were trying to, to channel but i not to say that this, i find this to be derivative at all i, I feel like they're no. really this is a unique sounding project like uh, i mean I, i'm pretty sure you might have said psyopis before maybe once but this is the first time i'm saying it so we definitely i mean i, I don't think they're hanging under their coattails at all you know no not at all i mean i, I my of course my knee-jerk reaction is to immediately fucking compare bands to other bands that's what i math corindex does <laughs> but F- ffo baby ffo what you what you think <laughs> Listen, if a fucking derivative um, or um, you know, if just pigeonholing a band into a three-band FFO is what it takes to get you to click and discover them, then that's what I'm going to fucking do, and that's what get it works time and time again. It's tried yeah. and true, baby. Um, yeah. Yes, and then then on Silver Cufflinks, just to get back to some of the tracks, like I think that's actually the last song, but once again, starting off with just some like haunting synths. And then about, two, I mean, about two minutes into this track, it hits you with something that could have been taken straight off a fucking Nine Inch Nails record, like, and then it just ends with, like, one clean guitar chord repeated. So just, again, th- th- all this to say, the second half of this album is just loaded with fucking cool and unique stuff just all over it. This is such a fucking cool and unique record, man. Loving the guitar work on this shit. Tony just really fucking killing it. I think that's my main, the main highlight of the release for me is uh, the riffage. I uh, I follow I, I follow those guys and these uh, I mean it's naturally you post what you post but they are jamming quite a bit man they are that's what always, drew, yeah. always posting the riffs so that's what drew me in is those those posts that you're speaking about yeah Tony just playing the fucking like a couple of the riffs I was like fuck I am really really uh, my interest is peaked and I don't so even think, I think you've we, you've said it yet but this is released you know through Dark Trail you didn't even say that right. I was holding yeah. that back for the last yeah, part. I, I felt you like were. it was. Yeah. I wanted to just talk about the record before I gave it the plug. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for for, for nudging me on that. So yeah, this is uh, we're gonna listen to "Dining Room Chandelier," and that's track one from Nursing's debut full-length album "Self Care," which came out March nineteenth via Dark Trail Records. Here we go.
that last fucking bass drop is just so obnoxious. <laughs> just fucking, it is thick. It is I can't fucking even be mad thick. at them. I, I I love how they do that. Yeah. It's it's gratuitous, like I said. Anything that, is, that it, too much is never enough. That's the fucking rule for me when it comes to bass drops or whammy. That's I mean, the same with the Blood Menace uh, 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 demo or EP, whatever it is. It's just like it is. Whew, it is everywhere. That, You're like, oh, that is thick. That half step Tony Danza, you know, dysphoria guitar thing. Yeah, it's become kind of like a prevalent texture. That's quite bands, all right with me. That's fine with me. Yep. <laughs> And that's that's just fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So that was um, that was dining room chandelier, which is track one from Nursing's debut self. Uh, excuse me, their their debut full length album, Self Care. Their debut full self care. <laughs> <laughs> Released on Dark Trail Records. <clears throat> Released uh, yes, March nineteenth via Dark Trail Records, which is my label. So. Pew 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 pew. pew. Maybe check it out if you if you like it. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. So the next band we're going to talk about is Apostle. Nice. Apostle are a two-piece, excuse me, they are a chaotic hardcore quartet from Marietta, Georgia. I was like, they had a t- are they are two-piece? I was no, like, they had two-piece? I was like, dear God. Almost misspoke. Um, yep. So the uh, we spoke about the band actually previously back in 2019. We did. We did, um, and they just released a new EP. I have tried to speak through the soil in my mouth, and that came out on uh, April second on Twelve Inch Vinyl. I would describe the band's sound as feedback laden, chaotic hardcore, very dissonant, a lot of angular guitar lines, pulsing percussion, tortured vocals. I know that's kind of uh, <laughs> kind of describes like all fucking music we listen to broadly, but. Um, there is this, there is this, uh, there is this like very strong hardcore slash like hardcore punk uh, backbone that they have, uh, and you really kind of hear that uh, in the first like two or three tracks, uh, like from because they, this band has if you go through their catalog they have stepped it up I would say uh, Dude, for this immensely. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't remember what we really spoke about them, you know, prior, you know. Uh, it's just because that's just how it is. Uh, but I, I mean, I've, I've kept up with these guys and I, uh, this release naturally just came out of nowhere. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm beyond shocked. It is, is well-produced. It is fucking ripping. And like I said, uh, it, it just has this really strong fucking just backbone of just that straight hardcore. And I really love the drumming in this. Um, it's, it's everything, man. I don't, I don't understand like for anybody out there that, is i mean it's it's a it's a little bit of everything for everyone i feel just this kind of like chaotic hardcore it kind of touches a little bit more you know people out there than uh maybe nursing well you know yeah definitely this is i think this is more accessible to like all folks in our community versus nursing which i feel like might alienate some people just because of how avant-garde it is but this um this is almost a throwback at times i want to say they really they really hit this like '90s, like uh, early 2000s. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. it reminds me at times of his hero is gone, kind of channeling like that earlier. Um, That's where I'm going with the hardcore punk, ba- uh, the, the 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 like the kind of like punk backbone I'm speaking mm-hmm. of. It's really exactly. in that fucking that the drumming is really fucking strong and simple, um, and it's a uh, it's there. I don't know. It's really driving. You know, Kevin's got the avant-garde counter going. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, 
you know, we, we do abuse that phrase. Um, yep. Nobody knows what it means. Yeah. Just, um, yeah, definitely channeling <laughs> some fucking, some older, <laughs> some older kind of influences on this release, but yeah, they, they really just have stepped it up substantially for sure. Like I've been following this band from the beginning and this is like a significant, this is significantly better from their earlier material, which was, I mean, that, that last EP was already a step up from the first one, as I recall, but they just come such a long way with this newer batch of songs. They, mm-hmm. they do a lot of the same kind of feedback breakdown type sequences, but it's a lot less straightforward blasting and a lot more like switch ups and changes, you know? Who's complaining it's also, about breakdowns, you know? I mean... Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and just also, I think, as you already said, it's just, it's mixed a lot better, too. So I, yep. I'm sure that plays a big part in my enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were uh, some I, tracks you enjoyed? Oh, um... Damn, you really took the words out of my mouth there. I was just kind of, like, debating that. Uh, so I would say probably the... I can't, I'm gonna butcher to the lots lots lotsy the L lost I would I think I think it's just lost yeah just lost okay that's how I've been saying um, it <laughs> lost was great um the sh- uh the track tusk almost kind of had a bit of a like a shoegazy sec like piece in it um that kind of grabbed me uh but uh, I would say lost would be the the track let's just say <coughs> lost uh, which track did you just be, say I'm sorry you just say tusk uh, tusk tusk had a bit of a shoegazy feel to it and it's for for a portion of it um there it's uh but anyways i, I, I would I like say that, lost would be the track i i liked tusk too as well actually um they, they definitely like i liked how they worked in those artificial harmonics into that sort of like sludgy kind of riff mm-hmm. and they add the little bend at the end that's very important and that's bend, an important yep. detail <laughs> you gotta um, add the bend at the end as we all know not only do i like to read the lyrics i love myself a fucking short digestible Right, Christian? EP. And this is something like that. This is a little about 14 minutes long. I can fucking blast this shit on, you know, doing my little thing and move on. Or I can listen to it again. It's great. I love these little Ripper uh, EPs like this. So. Yeah, what is it? Five songs, I believe? Yep. It's like 13, 14. Well, whatever it is, it's only 13, 14 minutes long, the whole album. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you're right, though. Lost is definitely, or Lost is, is definitely the best track, hands down. And I think it's the most aggressive and most interesting track this band has written to date uh mm-hmm. i think it's got it's got everything i want it's got lots of switch ups it's got dissonance it's got blast beats and it's got lovely lovely feedback they just really fucking killed it on this track and the, the imagery of the music video was pretty interesting too so music i would recommend checking that out yeah yep. i'll try to link that for you in the description uh anything else you want to add levi before we, uh, we blast that's it one? cool that's it man so we're going to give you uh lost or lost uh, which is track four from Apostles' new EP, I Have Tried to Speak Through the Soil in My Mouth, and that came out on April 2nd. Here we go.
I didn't want to make you watch me eat food. Uh, so that was good. um, <laughs> just like. <laughs> if you think my dad noises are bad, wait till you hear me eat. I fucking dude, I I hate listening to people eat. I fucking hate it so much. I hate like I I, I mean like the whole ASMR thing. I I'll, I'll flip my shit, dude. <laughs> flip everything right. here. Whatever. I know you will. I believe it. I believe it, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Lost, which is or Lost, which is track four from Lasotsi. Lastasta. Lastasta. Which is that track four from Apostles' new EP? I have tried to speak through the soil in my mouth, which came out on April second. Great EP title too, by the way. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Very tough. So let's see here. So next, we're going to give you your release radar for the month of March. Even though at this time it is practically fucking May, I do not. I don't have the section ready. Actually, um, I appreciate your honesty, bud. <laughs> you know we're going to have to come back to this. Um, Let's just wing so, it. Let's just make some shit up. Come on. <laughs> come, on. come on. So some 41 <laughs> dropped a new album. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's up for a Grammy nomination along with Daughters. <laughs> oh, yeah, big Grammys. That's good. They're going to be doing a tour. <laughs> <laughs> the Some 41 Daughters tour. They're going to release a collaborative album, and See You Space Cowboy will be opening. We'll on their collaborative. That. Have you heard that, in all seriousness, have you heard that absolutely terrible collaborative track they did with If I Die Tomorrow or If I Die Yesterday or whatever the fuck that, whatever that band oh, is. Oh, you mean uh, 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 the the new one that, that, that the, the thing that the, they did or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's I, the one. It's, no, no. I love Connie so much, but just, it's, It is bringing back an era. It is bringing back an era of the 2000s that I do not want. I do not need any more drop-dead gorgeous wannabe bands in my life. I'm just, I'm fucking over That's that funny. sound. I'm not even trying to be like a curmudgeon old man, but it's just like takes me to that to like it literally that that like listening but to it you literally are. it takes me physically to a hot topic store. It's not like <laughs> I'm trying to be like, ooh, it sounds like hot topic. No, like this this the track takes me into a hot topic store and I wanna get the fuck out. I wanna leave. <laughs> so that's where I, that is what it is. So. All right. Um so during the next couple we'll just fucking do release radar at the end of the episode when I'm when yeah. I'm more organized. Cool. All good. Great. Um so the next band we're gonna talk about is Dreamwell. Dreamwell are a post-hardcore screamo quintet from Providence, Rhode Island. And they just released their debut full-length album, Modern Grotesque, uh, back in February. It came out on the 26th. And uh, they play what I would describe as a, a very potent mix of post-hardcore screamo, metalcore, that is just all so powerful and emotionally stirring just especially with how moving some of the vocal performances and lyrics are. This is just... I, yeah. It's just such I, a I've, great fucking release by so many different measurements, you know? I honestly... I'm not going to try to be wordy here. Uh, Christian, you you said it all right there. Um, this album, not only is it just... It, it builds. It's it's fucking really sophisticated. It's dynamic. Yeah. Uh, the it, it it progresses effortlessly. Like this album is, it, and I'm talking about the whole album. I mean, track by track, it's you know it's great. It's fucking slams. But I mean, the, the this album is just a, a piece of art. I fucking love it, man. It's it's great. 
Um, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, it, and it's, and it is what it is, man. It's fucking post hardcore screamo. That's what I would describe it as. It's a lot more going on, but man, truly. Like yeah. Screamo. I don't even want to pigeonhole them that, yeah. uh, that much. Cause there's really just, there's a lot going on in this record and it's, yeah, it just, it just has a lot to fucking offer for sure. It's, 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 it's pretty diverse and forward thinking, um, but still kind of like hits some, um, some kind of like throwbacky notes that I appreciate too. I, I think it's got a lot to offer. I, uh, there, there's not a moment, more importantly, there's just not a moment on this record where I'm bored or lost in what they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I think that the, uh, just the, the enjoyment factor is like really, really there. Like the songwriting is so good. The vocals got out this pain and emotion uh, that I felt so hard, and they didn't have to do the the distant yelling down the hallway uh, thing. They it, do, it's just, but it's not abused. But, but you it's, know, it's not abused. It's not abused. They do it. Um, it, it, it you know, sometimes you get that question, bud. You know, is this mathcore, right? <laughs> uh, but I mean, this just, it's, this is straight up. Like, as far as like, I'm just talking screamo, like this is fucking great screamo. Um, I know there's a lot more, uh, layers there and I know the band themselves probably don't want to just be scribed as screamo, but I just think this is a great screamo release. Um, they, they I, are exactly doing... like I said, by, by so many different measurements, you know, and that's what mm-hmm. scre- measuring it as by screamo standards, you'll find that it's also very good, but you know, yeah. just as you would with post hardcore. You know, naturally, with like this new era of screamo, there's added layers, and you really can't take them away just because of what everybody listens to and what everybody grew up with. You know, um, and uh, it's just it's it's great. It it's um this this release is amazing. The the artwork is the album artwork really kind of describes what the sound is going on like in the album. It's it's great. Super I was already good. wordy. I just kept. I probably said great and awesome so many fucking times there. See, I did it anyways. <laughs> it's hard not to gush about just how fantastic this fucking record is, though. It, I'm just you know, like stoked. Obviously... I'm fucking stoked about it. Same. That's all that it is, you know. Like yeah. same. Anyways, uh, it, you know, it's obviously not a purely mathcore record at all. Uh, but we don't really care. Like we like this record. We thought it was a good release, and it's at least somewhat adjacent enough for us to justify covering it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know, I feel like sometimes chaotic music just sometimes gets a pass, and even though it might not be technically mathcore, it's like some some chaotic bands just get a pass and still get the review. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we like truly. to do follow the the anti four four thing, you know. But it is <laughs> sometimes you got to be like, you know what? That's just a we're not going to get this band some it. love just because there's no polyrhythms or no odd time. Exactly. You know, like not, not, yeah. not enough yeah. odd meters. That's kind of a dickhead move. You know, it's like if it's yeah. good, we're going to cover it. You know, and if it's close enough and. You, it's coming up on the fucking your algorithms. Then you know you we gotta talk about it for you. The best thing about doing this, we can break our own rules. So it's yes, nice. <laughs> <laughs> we do routinely. Um, yep. we arbitrarily make them and then break them. Yep, <laughs> and or, or forget them, or forget them entirely. Like oh shit, we were trying to do that thing and yeah. then <laughs> it just fell by we the wayside. We have a botch episode. We still need to do for everybody that we still need to fucking figure. We are out. easily so. distracted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, just so many, just for track by track, there's so many fucking good, good picks here. Obviously that first track is kind of more of your like posty sort of buildup, but, uh, well, just speaking of buildups, I think as you were kind of already saying, there's just so many good buildups on this album. Uh, and that's definitely seen on these first two, these first like three or four tracks, especially like this record starts off so unbelievably strong with what's the second track called 
so as if painting myself a darker day. That's the name of it. It's just got this like kind of like wonderful driving post-hardcore sequence with the, in almost every one of their songs where it's like the guitar. One of the guitars is playing an, an ostinato while the like the the other guitar is like doing like a strumming pattern, you know, and like kind of like repeating that. You see that mm-hmm. in so many fucking post-hardcore bands. All the best, all the best post-hardcore bands do that exact formula, um, and well you said. see it. You see it all over this fucking record. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's the post-hardcore formula. <laughs> You're welcome. Bam. Um, yeah. Write it down. So yeah, as if painting myself a darker day wasn't already good enough. Uh, the next song, Sayaka, is I think my favorite cut on the album. It's definitely got the best vocal performance and the most enchanting and memorable lyrics too. I think. I looked through a few reviews, and I feel like uh, the reviewers of most of uh, the articles I read, uh, they favored Sayaka as their track as well. Um, uh, yeah, those honestly, lyrics, dude, they just hit so hard. Uh, oh, the lyrics are the lyrics are heavy on that one. Um, I, myself, as much as I like Sayaka, I actually went, uh, I favored uh, the track after that, um, A Crouching Tiger Wakes uh, for Fuck. The Prey That Never Comes. That one fucking, fucking hits great. super yeah. hard, too. Another, again, another example of a perfect post-hardcore song. Yep. Like, yep. wow, truly, Dreamwell just fucking, just stacking this track listing with one fantastic song <clears> after <throat> the next. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, that that song just has one of those riffs where it's so obvious where I'm like, wow, why didn't I write that? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there's there's so many there's so many parts like that on this record where they're just like such an obviously good part. Like why hasn't a band written this riff before? I also really liked um <laughs> again the lost ballad of Dominic uh on Onigi. Onigi? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's just another case of like yeah, wow. Good. Why, why didn't I think about putting this super obvious but super good strumming pattern together with this other guitar part playing an ostinato, this ostinato? Again, just that, that fucking classic formula on that song. One, one, you know, one thing actually I felt about after many repeat listens, as much as I love the beginning of this album, I do feel like the second half maybe drags just a little bit. The most lengthy tracks are there, to be fair, I guess, but I don't know. What, did you, yeah, did you little- notice that too? Yeah, and I mean, you know, um, I feel I sometimes get that feel just with some post-hardcore, just because of um, the length, the style. Of the tracks, and everything, and the right. style. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's kind of where it was. I, I, I kind of, I, I don't know. I, I listened to it a few times, and I kind of shook that off. But I did get that initially, absolutely. That it kind of slowed down a little bit, and I guess it, for sure it, it does. Although I, I did like a "You Dreamt of Me, I Dreamt of a Mountain of Salt." I think that's another one of my favorite cuts off the album. That's a little bit later in the runtime. Uh, another band. Lyric lyric titles are fucking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the, absolutely. The titles, the t- titles of the songs are fucking amazing. It's uh, it's great. Yeah, and I think that uh, that particular song is like the heavy song on the album. If you get me, like, yep. It has that classic, almost mathcore sounding language that you might hear out of a uh, sort of an adjacent band like CU Space Cowboy or For Your Health. You know, kind of like channeling that sound a bit there. I think that the title track might be my least favorite song. Again, it's just, it's so overly long. I, I do like the emotion in the vocals near the end, but I don't know. At least they do make it worth like sticking out that six minutes. Yeah, I guess all this to say, not only do I think this is one of the best records you'll, you'll hear in like Screamo and Post Hardcore, I think this is one of the best records like straight up of 2021 so far. Oh, it's uh, it's one of my, it's on my best ofs already for sure. Yep. I mean, it may not. I'm not sure if it's gonna crack my top ten ultimately, but I fucking been listening to it a fuck ton. 
um there's already i already have like 10 other records that i really love this year 2021's been good there's been a lot of fucking good music and there's more more to come some of the stuff that's like being recorded right now that's coming out this year is gonna be fantastic it's almost like everybody had a year to be a little bit more creative (laughs) because they didn't have as much going on it's weird like that how it goes yeah and and of course with art you know i think sometimes like the emotions take a little bit longer to like crystallize you know like the thoughts and perhaps the lyrics and the music and the songs themselves the emotion might take a bit longer to like solidify and then you have to like record it and then it has to be mixed and mastered so you know i guess it's about it's about time that people start like just dumping all these fucking these good albums with all this like pent-up emotion from a year of you know not seeing their loved ones presumably Mm -hmm. Um, anywho uh so yeah, great fucking record, Modern Grotesque by Dreamwell, and uh, we're going to listen to Sayaka, which is track three from Modern Grotesque, and that came out on April 2nd. Here we go. Good luck in his eyes Have you ever 
fuck that is so incredible, dude. They're so yeah, fucking good. good. That's good. Really good shit. So that was Sayaka, which is track three from Dreamwell's new full-length album, Modern Grotesque. And that came out on April 2nd. And there's also a really great music video for, <clears throat> excuse me, for You Dreamt of Me, I Dreamt of a Mountain of Salt. Um, and I will link that for you in the description of the episode. A uh, quick plug, uh, Dreamwell and Apostle uh, recently were just on Cast That Ends Creation, the the podcast. Mm. So I wanted to throw that out there as well. Like literally yeah. like within this like last week, both of them. So <laughs> Chris Deering just getting the shouts out left and right on this fucking podcast. Yes. So Chris uh, interviewed both, excuse me, Dreamwell and Apostle in recent weeks. You can Venmo Christian and I our fees for, uh, you know. <laughs> $100. <laughs> what is that all <laughs> I don't know it's a nice fuck. round number <laughs> yeah it's fine it's we'll fine. get back it's to you fine. we'll send you we'll, we'll send you an invoice that's cool <laughs> wait what are we even charging him for again everything um, oh. ah yes of course how could I forget <laughs> silly of me so the next band we're going to talk about is Agent Mulder mm. and Agent Mulder are a chaotic hardcore quartet from Barrie Ontario and they just dropped a new split LP with Bad Acid Trip, which is sort of a fairly unlikely split, isn't it? I mean, it is. The, the um, uh, it's it's definitely uh, out of uh, out of the like. Uh, I guess I, I mean I myself I was not. I've heard of the name Bad Acid Trip. Never really jammed him. Uh, it's not really in our. I guess our genre wheelhouse. I guess no, it's like when somebody says the meat shits. I'm like, ah, oh, I know that name. They're from my hometown. I've heard the but name. I've never listened to them. Uh, <laughs> is that seriously a name? Oh yeah, fucking awesome! Fuck yeah, yeah. It's from Center California, dog. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> um. Uh. So. Uh. Yeah. So my understanding is what I um. This was actually on one of my. This is one of my notes. Uh. It's my understanding that this split came about because uh at least one of the members of Agent Mulder. I'm pretty sure all of them are heavily influenced by this band. So they're almost somewhat of like a, they look up to him kind of thing, you know? So I'm pretty sure this was like a reach out, like, hey, and uh, the shit went down, you know? So I'd like to say good on uh, Badass Trip for uh, fucking with uh, Agent Mulder. And Agent Mulder is yeah. now to Badass Trip. I think it's a really cool Very classy thing. move I, for them. So Splits, uh, Splits first of all, um, I know in it's not much of a thing but it, it's kind of coming back again, but especially in vinyl, like in Screamo, like punk, a lot in punk, you know, you'd have your two-way, three-way, four-way splits and stuff like that. And uh, I love when uh, splits happen like this, where there is this um, kind of yin-yang thing going. I'm not saying even like a polar opposites thing where it was the, the reversal of man and uh, Los Crudos uh, split that happened accidentally. Uh, this is more of like, um, you know, they're just, you know, they're technical in their own way. These guys are technical, technical and weird in their own way. And yeah. I mean, it, it, actually, Bad Acid Trip is kind of a technical metal band, sort of. They are. Avant-garde, maybe even. Kevin, three. We're on a three, right? All right. <laughs> so um, uh, the with, with this with, with this split, though, I, I love the idea of using the opportunity to of a split to reach out to another band that you really want to fuck with. And that's another thing going back to like the, the, 
the circle of things, you know, like having everybody fuck with each other, you know, mm. and everybody gives each other the business and everything. Splits Doing the split definitely ex- encourages that. Splits, dude, it's like maybe maybe we didn't crush it this year. We were all busy. We didn't write seven tracks, but do you know what we got? We got two tracks, and then it's like Agent Mulder hits up you and I that are a, a project, and it's like, bam, we got we, all of a sudden we just made a record together, you know? Um, I think it's a really beautiful thing, and it really kind of captures this, like, friendship and understanding you know obviously these two bands are getting along and i don't know i fucking love splits i i absolutely love it so this was a really cool thing um so i can't really hate on agent Mulder not sounding like badass trip that kind of thing because i don't think that's how you <laughs> approach splits totally guess. not not even yeah. like a criticism really but just sort of like it's interesting an unlikely just an unlikely split is basically how i would describe it you know it, but and once again it's cool it's, it's, that- it's a band that it's a band that we didn't hear before, right? So it's like, oh shit, I guess I'm listening to Badass Trip now. <laughs> like, didn't think I, mean, I was gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, I've never, I've never listened to them before this. I'll be honest. I've definitely heard the name a million fucking times and just like never. Yep. I feel like they're on a playlist with like Skinny Puppy and yep. some other fucking like '90s shit. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Um, what What was a What was a Townsend's band? What was the thing I'm thinking of? Oh god, I don't, I don't listen. I don't fuck with him. I don't really fuck with Devin Townsend at all, to be completely yeah. honest with you. Kevin does. He'll he'll tell you all about it. Silos. Ah, strapping young, strapping young lad. That's the one I was thinking oh, of. They'd be on the playlist of that right. shit. Yeah, I'm like, right. he was in Silosis. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for that, Kevin. So yeah, um, so they just dropped their new split LP, uh, and. Uh, I would say Agent Mulder is definitely more focused on like the breakdowns, grooves, and samples. Lots a of lot samples. Of, a lot, a lot of noise. A lot of samples. A lot uh, of there's going to be a lot of you know, you're going you're gonna to get your feedback. Um, mm-hmm. So Agent Mulder uh, was uh, a three piece until about a month ago, and they find and then they uh, they got a bassist. So I believe uh, we have a, a, a solo vocalist now. So that's that's great. And once again, it's just a, a band I think that. Uh, kind of formed more possibly on the internet and then just, you know, adding the, adding the, the guys on, adding you know, pieces. and yep. Yep. Piecing it all together so you can see it live. Uh, some of the greatest is, bands that I, or some of the, the most like the coolest modern bands anyway, have formed that way. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway, you were saying, yep. Um, oh, just, uh, I, I really, uh, I think they have a unique sound as far as the, like we just said, the, all the elements there is that chaotic hardcore there's the grind. We got, the, we have the breakdowns going on the, the, yeah, the, the noise going on. Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, it's, uh, and, um, we are kind of with this episode, we are kind of backtracking a little bit. Uh, agent Mulder, they've been quite busy. They have a single that just released and they got a, uh, another four way split coming out, but we're, you know, we had to, we had to approach this first. Cause this one is definitely deserves attention. And, um, they, the, I'm glad I you know, bring that up, Levi. Uh, yeah. So just to quickly cut you off and just <laughs> plug it for you. So, yeah. um, Levi actually just started his own record label, cliff parade records. Uh, and they are putting out uh, Agent Mulder's forthcoming split with Possession 1981 and D.B. Cooper, and they're putting that out on 12-inch vinyl. Yep, uh, we had a uh, we had trauma lanes lined up uh, for this four-way for the upcoming four-way split, but uh, uh, they had to back out for personal reasons. But that is fine because everybody gets to have a surprise on a fourth uh, addition to the four-way split. So I'm going to ruin it now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, this is, this is going to be, this is, uh, uh, these guys, uh, are from Canada and I believe, uh, badass trip are from Canada. I, I mean, from no, California. From California. So, yeah. So I love that. I also love that uh, idea of like, you know, country to country kind of thing going on, uh, with the split. 
Um, but yeah, One funny uh, thing they, about Bad Acid Trip, they're actually on Serge Tankian of System of a Down's record label. Did you know that? I Yes, yeah. It's like they're like kind of <laughs> like, like big. Up, like, yeah. yeah. But, which is another thing. I think sometimes, you know, you I don't know. I, I'm, I, I guarantee you Agent Mulder reached out to these guys and they were just like, fuck yeah. And they fucking did it. And I, I, I love yeah, it. It's, more than it's likely. It's fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah. More than likely, uh, that's probably how it went down for sure. Yeah. What I uh, just to talk about Agent Mulder though, and uh, they really have this like kind of MySpacey party core vibe, don't they? They do. They do without without obnoxious um, movie inserts and shit like that. Uh, they've got they have like the subtle. There's a lot of little, inserts like, though. There's some movie ins- Yeah, yeah. They, they got some inserts, but I mean, there's nothing. Um, yeah, it's not like Attila or anything like a like bro partyish like that. I guess where no. I, I kind of go with the MySpace era kind of party side. No, fortunately, it's not quite like that. It, but it's definitely no. very similar to Arsonists Get All the Girls, uh, Doctor Acula. Just given yes. like the again the synths and the samples that they have going. One thing that kind of bothers me about this release, not to just like jump into something negative immediately, but here I go anyway. Um, one thing that bothered me about this release is the vocals. I really wish they weren't quite so washed out in distortion. I, I feel like you can't really hear the lyrics super well, which is not really an issue in, in this kind of music at all to begin with. But I, I feel like I can discern you know, at least a part of what people are saying, and it's a little difficult with just... Um, I guess the, just the mix of the vocals on this LP, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you if you listen to the new to the new single, you're getting a little bit more of that again, you know. So it, I I feel like I guess that is the the, Their the style. style. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and yeah, again, sure. a very MySpacey way to kind of like mix your shit too. Honestly, mm-hmm. very. Yeah, like, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. You know, I mean with adding the member the the bass player right you know in hopes it'll be a live thing it's always interesting to see how these kind of vocals go live you know yeah totally yeah i'm interested exactly i'm interested to hear this this band play some shit live for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah other than that though this is this is a fun it's a fun little lp their their tracks are relatively short like the the first one mcdonald's san Ysidro, 1984 that that's my favorite track I think that's my favorite track too. I think that's yep. probably the standout one. It's got the the, the one of the better, more substantial run mm-hmm. times too. Some of uh, like the I, better I, parts. I feel I feel you know, and I mean I, you know I love my boys here and everything, but I do feel like this uh the the there's a bit of filler in the the tracks that they have for the split. I feel like there could have been a, a little bit more substance, you know. Um, I could have done without uh, the interlude more, too. That being said, the, you know the interlude, you know I'm not yeah because it, it's a split not already. Not necessary you know, for a split, yeah. Not necessary at all, yeah. Uh, totally. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, I would say that would be my favorite track, though the McDonald's track. Yeah, we should definitely go ahead and give them that first track because I think that's yep. the one that just fucking hits the hardest with the the breakdowns and the fucking the the sub bass drops once again. Speaking of the scissors uh, track, uh, they just came. Uh, they just released uh, a stop. Uh, animation music video for that so they did a kind of like south parky style uh music video so you guys gotta go check that out those fuckers put in some work for that so might as well go check it out i'll try to link that for you guys in the description as well so we're gonna go ahead and play for you uh mcdonald's san ysidro 1984 (laughs) which is track one (laughs) from what a good time brother (laughs) you remember that 1984 that's that's like an aqua reference or something i want to say you know (laughs) new york egypt yeah, yeah. New York. <laughs> New York comes up twice somehow. Twice, yes. <laughs> Shit fucking killed me, dude, the first time I saw that. That was like one of the funniest gags ever. Yep, in um, the movie, yep. 
Anyway, so uh, this is track one from uh, Agent Mulder's new Splits LP with Bad Acid Trip, and it's called When the Going Gets Weird, the Weird Turn Pro. Uh, And that came out on April 2nd. Here we go.
All right, so that was McDonald's, San Ysidro, 1984, which is track one from Agent Mulder's new split with Bad Acid Trip, When the Going Gets Weird, the Weird Turn Pro. Uh, and that came out on April 2nd. So the next band we're going to talk about is Zao, or Zao, as Levi, I think, prefers to say. <laughs> I say, I, I don't want to fight about it, but I definitely say Zao. You do. You do. Yeah. You also say the but Acacia I'm... Strain, and it drives me fucking crazy. Acacia Strain? What do, what do you say? <laughs> what do you say? Acacia Strain. Acacia Strain. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I won't hold it against you. Um, but I'm, so, I'm like from the I'm from North Dakota. I, I mean, uh, I beg for money, but I, I also want a bag to put stuff in. Right? It's like I, I butcher shit already, so it's like whatever. Anyway, interesting parallel. Yep. So yeah, uh, uh, Zao are a five-piece metalcore band from Pittsburgh by way of West Virginia. Uh, they formed back in 1993. They've pretty much been a stalwart in the American like metal and hardcore scene for a long fucking time. Pretty much as long as I've been listening to heavy music. Um, more on the Christian just, metal hardcore scene, it was more of like they were like I mean absolutely. back in the day there was definitely they it, trust I mean, kill or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. There was labels for this, so it's like mm-hmm. there was Christian metalcore, and these guys were the fucking forefront of that shit. Like them, Living Sacrifice, and later <laughs> on Norma Jean and stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, 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 you had Trustkill. You even had Face Down Records. There was Face probably, Down. Uh, that was the only one I was thinking of. Solid yeah. State, Solid State, Face Solid Down State. Records, and those guys. Those are the three fucking Christian <laughs> labels. Jesus. There was a lot of dude, and all those. I mean, honestly, if you look up those labels, there's a lot of fucking slamming bands on there, dude. Face Down Records no had breakdown after breakdown. Down for Christ, so it was pretty crazy. <laughs> crazy. Dude, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll get, I'll get in there. I'll mosh a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unabashedly, yeah. When, when it slaps this hard, you, you can't fucking deny it. Like whatever. So, uh, so uh, right off the, right off that like thing, I do want to kind of tap into the nostalgia effect of this release. Uh, first of all, I, I, it's crazy that they came out of left field with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so fucking next level yet so reminiscent to what Zayo used to be mm-hmm. and it still is it's uh, it sounds just like Zayo but it, they got older like it's yeah. the vocals the vocals have deepened a little bit um a little less scathy but there there, there are some specific riffs and there's this uh Zayo groove that they have and it is still there um i'm sp- beyond blown away by this whole release it's it's perfect. fucking solid, dude. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, for a band that's been around, for a band that's been around this long to come out with a record this good is not super common. It is a meticulous craft to not uh, date yourself with a new release, and they just added some. It's it's like they didn't beef it up too much, but you, it, it is a matured Zayo. But that's absolutely. It. It, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really fucking. It really is something they've they've just managed to just continue putting out fucking good music for so long. I mean, they did a split with Yashira, you know, not too long ago as evidence of that. Just managing to stay relevant. I think maybe that the fact that well, I mean, first of all, it just it's crazy that a band can sound this fresh so like long into their career. I mean, there's nothing tired about this sound, but I, I think that possibly you could attribute that to the fact that they've had. You know, a few lineup changes in the earlier part of their career. It has been, to be fair, it has basically been the same songwriter since like 1998 or 1999. Even though none of them are the original members, so we've got another situation where it's like Norma Jean. It's a name. It's an. It's 
Yeah, it's like a napalm, napalm death. death. Norma J- yeah, yeah, yeah. But the dudes who are in the band now have been in the band for fucking 20 years. Like, way longer than the original people. So it's more their band now than it is the original members. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's one way of, of thinking about it anyway. It's It's crazy for a band to, like, potentially just, like, lose its full like exterior but still like come back together and still sound like the original like band like everybody is like just sticking to these like rules that they made for themselves and just like you know it's like no 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 we gotta sound like that we're doing it like this like that kind of thing you know it still sounds like zeo it's crazy but still sounds like serpents like yeah yeah. i don't feel like they're repeating themselves either i feel like there's again there's nothing tired about this record something interesting about it is uh this band in general that i did not know until recently was that scott mellinger the guitarist of this band was in creation is crucifixion uh, which is probably meaningless to you unless yeah it's probably meaningless to most people unless you enjoy truly awful music like we do uh from a long time ago but fucking major major fucking chops on that dude tell you right now creation is crucifixion is fucking sick they like, uh original. they have like newer well they they like they they finally put shit on um spotify in the last year so you can like just go on spotify and check out creation because before that it was kind of hard to find them uh on everything but they kind of like got they put shit out together a, yeah they put out like a remastered vinyl uh compilation discography ish like, compilation ish thing exactly yeah. yeah really fucking cool collection of songs Anyway, what was I saying? So yeah, it's got Scott Mellinger and the band, uh, and this is quite a moody piece, isn't it? Like they're the, the track one is almost like an instrumental post rock cut, you know? Yep. Uh, it's yeah the the intro kind of lets you know. Uh, I mean, once again, if you were a Zao fan before hearing the intro, it's already kind of letting you know you're going to be in good hands. Uh, and uh, when the first track, uh, God, what is I mean this first track, but I mean the second track opens. What is the called again looking through my notes. it's called the ships of uh that yeah the second track yes um it just i mean it just slams in and lets you know uh it's exactly what it is with the breakdowns and just mm-hmm. the riffs and the, and once again the zeo groove i don't even know how to describe it really um it's it's there though and then uh the uh my honestly my my favorite track because uh, this it's a lengthy album, you know, it's uh, a little over, it's just about an hour, like a yeah, minute Yeah, it's 57 fucking hour. minutes. There's a yeah. lot of, yeah, it's a massive yeah. runtime. So my favorite track, uh, The Final Ghost, that I, I don't know, man, there were so many to choose from. I, I would say Final Ghost is my favorite. Uh, the that was a big Corridor. highlight for me too. I think that Ships of Thesis is probably my favorite, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, The Final Ghost was a, a big highlight for sure. It has some really nice development. I would say the overall theme of this uh, Zao record that really works for them, it's uh, like slow and low. There's just some really like slowed down kind of groovier riffs. Uh, the Crimson Corridor, that is a track that exactly describes that. Um, Lone Star, uh, once again, has that Zao groove. Uh, the The last track, The Web, that 10 minute track was, was a 10 minute track. It was It was a bit to get through mm-hmm. that would be my only like thing i'd maybe changed a little bit on the album but it was great was the whole... which song is that the web track 10 the okay the web yeah no, I not track 10 but i mean it's 10 it's, it was 10 minutes long sorry about that oh, okay yeah. is it it's the ending it's the ending track okay i guess i have no notes on that at all yep it all right, my notes are that it was up. long <laughs> <laughs> the web right yeah I, I don't have any notes on that 
I, I did like Lost Star. I'll, I'll tell you that track ten or yeah, track ten. Uh, it ha- I like the flair of that like hammer on pull off riff with the chugging kind of intermingled in it, sort of a little yep. bit techy. Um, Creator Destroyer, not a bad track, but I couldn't help but like laugh at the delivery, like the delivery of the song's like titular line when he's just like saying Creator Destroyer, Creator Destroyer, over. Creator Destroyer. I was like, <laughs> that's the name of the song. Is he really just doing that? <laughs> no, that was the thing. I heard saying, we heard what he was saying, and I looked at the, and I was like, what's the title? Creator Destroyer. God damn it! Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, checks out. <laughs> um, another thing that I, I just I have to hate on just a little bit is that fucking there's like a tool riff on R.I.P.W. Work? Okay, maybe I can't hate it because I love tool, but I was like, what is my first reaction? I was like, what is this tool riff? You know, I've never really listened to tool much. I've maybe heard like a few songs of tool like in I, my day, but I'm I've not saying really they're ripping it. To tool. Totally. I'm not saying they're actually ripping it off. It's just the the delivery very very similar and then the rest of the song is like strangely enough reminded me of like wolf king the second wolf king reference of this fucking podcast uh what was the first one oh uh, maybe you, you're offline oh you I'm sons sorry. of bitches when i well when i would oh because my someone internet was looking look i heard like it tim someone said, said you look like tim I someone don't, said it looked like tim Read i back. heard that shit god Read damn back. it i was i was he gonna scroll that. that's actually he that was in my notes. Back. That was in my notes. I was like, scroll back in the notes to see who said that. That's what I. That's... Okay. Anyways, uh, someone's getting hate mail. If he remembers. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, yeah. What else? Uh, transitions. Unsurprisingly, another big highlight for me. Just has that. That what I like about that song is that it just has that classic Pennsylvania sound in the intro that I just love so fucking much and. Um, You'd hear bands like Life Once Lost doing that same kind of sound, and it's uh, it's just so distinctly again Pennsylvania, man. Like uh, Left to Vanish, one of like a newer band I can think of, kind of doing it's that like, same thing. It's southern rock. It is the su- heavy southern rockish going on. Like I don't but know, applied to like groove metal, you know. Yep. Yep. Really, really fucking, really, really cool style. Um, yep. And yeah, just just kudos to this band for keeping it fresh keeping it interesting after so many fucking years and yeah just a great great very very enjoyable record i've been enjoying this a great deal i the the longer cuts don't stick with me quite as much but um i would say that it's a pretty balanced track listing too all in all like there's there's good songs throughout the entire runtime they're not just like deposited you know in the front or in the back or you know whatever like there there's some balance there they even have the classic um, metalcore album sing track where the vocalist yeah. does his singingness. But do you know what? That's quite Crow-a-toan. all right with me. Yep. Crow-a-toan, it's quite all right, right with me. That's yeah, okay. it's, it's got a bunch of singing all over it. And it's kind of like super dark, slow. I mean, it doesn't really even pick up to like a couple minutes into it. Yeah, it's definitely yep. like more of a, again, this is more of a moody album from this band. There's a lot more of those kind of like moodier moments for sure. Yeah. And you're right. That's a good cut. I can actually hear it in my head right now. It's pretty fucking memorable. Uh, a, a significant statement for a metalcore band doing some singing. So, yeah, that's not a band that's canceled. <laughs> that I won't say on the podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> he works out a lot. <laughs> it's as I lay dying. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Um, all right. So. Oh God! What are these, another Christian man too? How do you like that? He just did. He he just did a big talk on <laughs> mental health. 
recently, Christian. It's very important. Oh, he's he's <laughs> definitely the person that I would be he's... seeking advice from on that subject. The first person I think, God, when I'm having mental mental health difficulties, I, who would I want to speak to? I better hit him the up. The guy who tried I, to murder his wife. <laughs> I better hit him up. Yep. yep pretty good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and play for you. I mean, do you think we should give him ships of Theseus or transitions? Ships. Let's just give him ships. I like that. I think so, too. Me, too. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Ships of Theseus, which is track two from Zhao's new album, The Crimson Corridor, and that came out on April 9th. Good old Zhao. Here we go.
writes that was Ships of Theseus, which is track two from Zao's new album, The Crimson Corridor, or Zao if you prefer, <laughs> and that came out. Gotcha. On, gotcha. It's a point of contention. <laughs> and gotcha. That, uh, came, <laughs> you really did. You got me there. Fucking, you fucked up my whole my whole fucking head now. <laughs> um, and that came out on April 9th. So the last band we're going to talk about is Blindfolded and Led to the Woods. And uh, Blindfolded and Led to the Woods are a technical death metal quintet from Christchurch, New Zealand. And they just released their new full-length album, Nightmare Withdrawals, on March 26th. I would describe this as... <laughs> Technical death metal, very dissonant uh, death metal. I hate pigeonholing them, though, because there's really a lot of stuff going on in this record, uh, including a lot of just deathcore influence, which I think really influences my enjoyment a lot. Like, there's just so many yep. of these, like, heavy, chunky, almost breakdown-like sequences. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I would say uh, it is a it is a blend of uh, the dissonant tech death, but also there's just like this like chaotic blackened hardcore uh, going on as well. You know, um, it's it's gritty uh, everywhere. Um, even like the clean parts are gritty. I even feel like mm-hmm. it's a uh, yeah. I would I would agree with you. Um, the 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 breakdown the, the uh, what you said before that. Uh, like the track, uh, uh, the white of the eyes, uh, there is a breakdown that kind of like drops out and then comes back in again. Even, um, mm-hmm. they tend to do that quite a bit, almost kind of like not a full breakdown, but it's like this, like and then go and then come back into it again. So yeah, I know. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a. This is a pretty, um, this is a pretty diverse record for sure. Like as far as like technical death metal kind of stuff goes, there's a lot of unique stuff going on. I, I it just um yeah just again such a broad variety of metal subgenres being presented here. One mm-hmm. thing that really stands out to me on this record is the, I mean as, apart from the absolutely stellar songwriting is the, uh, the production. The drums have such a satisfying tone to them, especially like the snare and the kicks. Mm-hmm. I also feel like the guitars are just huge throughout this record and like fairly high in the mix, which I enjoy immensely because the riffs are just like slamming you know yep yeah honestly uh, this this is one i it's just it was a ripper but i don't have too many notes other than what we just spoke of you know <laughs> totally i mean it's it's sort of hard to like and it say has nothing to, of... i have nothing i have nothing bad to say about this band literally no, it's just it's so good it, it, it's great it's just i it's just sometimes it's like fuck that was brutal i'm like I don't know what else to say. It's fucking, there was a lot going on. It's fucking just it, like heavy dark. It, I mean, because even that they're hard just, to it, describe. They're they're yeah. a bit harder to describe than your technical, your normal technical death metal band. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's probably part of it. They again, just speaking again about how diverse their 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 sound is. Uh, a couple comparisons that might be helpful. Cephalic Carnage kept ju- jumping out at me. Um, Piron. Or even growth, you know, all these like kind of bands and sort of like the the new school Gorguts approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely hear th- that sound big on this record. I also hear a lot of like, there's a lot of like Australian and New Zealand kind of deathcore shit. Like Hiroshima, excuse me, Hiroshima will burn and signal the firing squad, and even like abiotic, just that like kind of mm-hmm. technical deathcore death metal sort of hybrid uh, that was bigger in like the early or the later two thousands. 
what was that band that uh cluster bomb unit or what was that group that was like kind of dissonant like that no? Oh, um, coma, cl- coma cluster void. Coma cluster, coma cluster void. Yes, and I'm thinking I probably I'd probably just said another band that <laughs> I knew you meant that or noise trail immersion. It had to be one of those two things. Well, actually, noise trail. Noise trail well, th- that's yeah, but but I, I meant cluster. I meant that. Yeah, the cluster coma cluster void yeah. for sure. Yeah, I figured as much. Void, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely on that same uh, a similar tip, uh, especially given like the heaviness they kind of use. I wouldn't describe that band very deathcorey, but again, we're we're so. This is this is a podcast where we pigeonhole your band, so that's what we do best. You know, we just for fans <laughs> you're, you're of this genre, and you sound like yep. these three bands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's going to take us an hour and a half to tell you that. That's the and whole you problem. will be compared to Converge at some point. <laughs> at some that's point, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we'll throw Converge in there. Guarantee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if if we don't mention Jacob Bannon and Converge <laughs> at least once on this podcast, we guarantee your money back. <laughs> <laughs> Money's not guaranteed back. Um, so yeah, uh, all those comparisons aside, this is easily one of the best death metal records of 2021 so far, if not the best. So uh, get your ears on it. Like, mm-hmm. there's not really a whole lot pushing death metal forward, in my opinion. As much as I love the genre, um, I've been a fan of it since I was a kid growing up, and. I uh, it really made some leaps and bounds in like the friggin the aughts and now I just feel like the last 10 years have been a lot of sort of just repeating a lot of repetition a lot of regurgitation and it's like Cannibal Corpse is the only band that's when Cannibal Corpse who has like no original numbers left is the only band that's like pushing the genre forward we're we're not in a good we're not in a good position anymore (laughs) if the first band who started the genre is the one who's pushing the genre forward still it's like where maybe maybe uh, there needs to be some more reinvention. Um, that being said, I do feel like maybe they they are pushing the bar forward because this is a diverse record. They're using a lot of different things, um, mm-hmm. and clearly we're having difficulty describing them. So they're doing something right. Um, so yeah, I think we should give them a track one. That being said, I feel like that's a banger. Agreed. You got any uh, you got any tracks on here you liked a lot? Like uh, honestly, uh, the white of the eyes would be the one I I, I really dug on a lot. But uh, honestly, the, that's once a again, short uh, one too. Yeah, that's a fucking. Is that even? Is that even a song? <laughs> is it an interlude or is it an actual song? I don't even remember what that song sounds like. To be honest with you, off the top of my head, without no. playing it. No, you're right. I'm playing it right now in my earphones, and there it is. Okay. <laughs> well, Levi. Yeah, uh, I I like that one. Um, Hearing the beginning, I uh, I definitely liked um, Carl Sanders. That's the, that's the guy from fucking Nile. That's a pretty good feature, actually. Hmm. Yeah, little little fun fun note there for you. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like we should give him track one. Though I think that's just so immediately gripping and you know front loading yep. one of their better tracks. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you the inevitable fate of the universe, which is track one from Blindfolded and Led to the Woods's new. LP, which is called, what is it called? (laughs) Nightmare Withdrawals. And that came out on March 26th. Here we go.
All right, so that was The Inevitable Fate of the Universe, which is track one from Blindfolded and Led to the Woods' new LP, Nightmare Withdrawals, and that came out on March 26th. So last, we're going to give you your release radar for the month of March. That was some fast homework, bud. That's fucking badass. Well, there's literally like four releases worth actually speaking about that came out in March in my mind. If anyone's got any other ones, please drop them in the chat. Uh, But um, here are four releases that you should definitely listen to that came out in March. So first, we have Dream Weapon by Genghis Tron, the band's first studio album in 13 years. I think a lot of people were sort of... um, maybe a little let down by the lineup change and the perceived change to their sound, even though fundamentally it's more or less intact, in my opinion. Uh, There's certainly a lot less of the cyber grind thing going on, but fundamentally, musically, when you analyze, like, the riffs they're playing, it's still, like, the same three-note pattern kind of sequences with synth over it. So in my mind, at least, it's super similar. Uh, it was also mixed by, recorded and produced by Kurt Ballou at God City, um, and has Ben Chisholm of Chelsea Wolf on it doing vocals. You can actually tell that he contributed a lot to some of the vocal performances on this album, and he helped mix some of the... Um, that guy and his brother are both really fucking cool musicians. Uh, his brother, uh, what's his fucking brother? Casey Chisholm does like a really cool like electro-pop project that I really, really enjoy. Um, and they both have really great voices, so I really like what Ben Chisholm lended to this record specifically. I could like hear it in the production. Um, hopefully we'll talk about that next episode. So the next, uh, the next release that came out that was super good that you should all be listening to is Mirrors by Pupil Slicer, which came out on Prosthetic Records. We talked about that uh, last episode, and it's a fucking banger. I, I think it's probably one of the best records in Mathcore this year for sure. And just in metalcore in general. And uh, very, I mean, we already gushed all over it. But super forward thinking, there was hardly any moments that I wasn't, like, thoroughly enjoying. Even the moments that I complained about, I still fucking, I still like them. I still like this record uh, overall. Really good. Um, Nursing dropped their debut full-length album on March 19th called Self Care. Put it out on CD via Dark Trail. So you can go check that out and scoop up a CD if you like. And uh, the last one that I managed to find was uh, the one we just talked about, the inevitable of, what's it called? Nightmare Withdrawals by Blindfolded and Light of the Woods. And uh, anybody else got anything they, they dropped in there? Nope. So that was it. That was your release radar for the month of March. Even though it's practically May. We'll get caught up. Let's see here. So uh, before we wrap this up, I just want to remind everybody, please subscribe on all the platforms. Leave us some lovely words. Do you like the podcast? Let us know. Tell us you like us. Tell us tell us we're nice boys and you like the sound of our voices and we've got good beards. That's extremely evident. Looking at Levi right now, especially. <laughs> um, I'm a little... I feel like I'm a little dark right now, but I assure you, mine's on point too. Um, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but let us know if you like the podcast. If you hate it, we want to know too. Tell us, tell us why it's terrible. We want, we want real, we want real critique. Beardsman Index. All right. Well, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, and I guess that about wraps it up for the 62nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. Stay <laughs> beautiful.